You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Brian De Palma's Dress to Kill. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Put on that dress, Brian. I'll try not to. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Okins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jerry Cowan. How you doing, Brian? I am swell and dandy. Very in touch with my feminine sign tonight. I hope so. I hope so. We have costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. Here we are talking 1980s Dress to Kill from director Brian De Palma. Now, this is our, our second Brian De Palma flick after, uh, what did we do? We, Untouchables, right? We did Untouchables during Sean Connery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find out if this is my, maybe I've only seen two Brian De Palma films. What? No, I you've seen know. Mission Impossible. No. Because we talk about okay. that all the time. Oh, but does that count? <laughs> oh, that counts. <laughs> like major, major franchise, does that count as seeing a, a, a filmmaker's film? Yeah, I mean, well, like it, that wasn't a major franchise. He did the first one. He kind of set the tone for that, and it has oh, a lot hey. of... Brian he did Scarface. Moment. He did Scarface. Everyone's seen that. What the fuck is Skyface? Scarface. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Look at what? That. Say hello to my I'm little sorry. friend. Like, oh, fucking Scarface. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. okay, look, look. He, he's good. He's good at catchphrases. Red light, green light. You know. <laughs> we went from Al Pacino to Tom Cruise just like that. What happened? <laughs> we start high. We end low. Wait, wait. He did Carrie. Okay. All right, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he's, he kind of always started. Well, he didn't start in the horror genre. He he landed there. He did this movie called Obsessions. That uh, was written by Paul Schrader. It's it's got Hitchcock influences, you know. And, really? And then yeah, and of course he he did Sisters after that, which was uh, which was kind of a big deal. A small little indie horror film, also very Hitchcockian. Uh, your main character that you think you're going to follow dies in like ten minutes of that movie. This black guy that you think is going to be the hero of the film dead in like the first like three or four scenes kind of happens in this one too <laughs> yeah I, he gets accused of brian De Palma has been accused of ripping off hitchcock probably his entire career but obviously he does it really well like I, yeah he does complaint here 
Yeah, that's actually where my brain instantly went with this film was, oh, Hitchcock. Yeah, but like, I mean, look, I love Hitchcock, but like this is like a really nice updated Hitchcock for today, today's audiences, if you will. I, I don't know if today's audiences would still go with this, uh, but like, because it still feel it feels older. It did feel a little dated, and I almost yeah. caught myself uh, saying that it was from the '60s instead of the '80s. I did. I, I had to look <laughs> it up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's it's 1980. It feels older than '80." Like, you know, especially with how like soft and uh, the, the the you just think of that first opening shot, like the lens is, is so soft and, and everything. I was like, it, it feels older than it is, but that's the Hitchcock thing. It, it feels like it, it's of Hitchcock's era. I was trying to decide, yes, if it was the Hitchcockian sort of reference there that he was going for, or if you if that was just kind of the style and we just kind of forgot that that was what the technology was like in the 1980s, because like probably. <laughs> <laughs> what do you look at like old TV shows and shit? Like that's kind of what they look like. <laughs> Brian, biggest movie of, the 80, of 1980. Oh, 1980. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know horror film wise, uh, Shining came out this year um and this is the year okay. of uh, the first okay. friday the 13th movie as well okay that looked like shit okay um <laughs> yeah but it didn't look it didn't look soft it, it was like uh, no, super it, grainy it felt like, uh, yeah under but light. It, it felt like it, it felt like 1980 though yeah i'll give you that yeah yeah that's it and then shining feels like the 80s yeah. a little bit yeah mm-hmm. definitely Anyways, yeah, it, it definitely came out with a, with a strong style. It seems like his his big thing is like I, I'm sure his other films are, are are the same, but he's he's very camera driven. He, he's setting up these crazy, like there's crazy long steady cam, but it's not really steady. It's a lot of it's canted. It's like they're not really trying to be perfect about it, and it's this long like like they, they keep having the, like all these POV steady cam stuff, kind of like think like Halloween. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of actually, yeah. This is this is very slashery. I was ex- I wasn't expecting this to be a slasher. It was a fucking slasher. It kind of is a slasher, yeah. <laughs> it's 100 percent a slasher. <laughs> when we did the, uh, I think the podcast for like the top uh, eight uh, slasher films from the 80s, I put this at number one. This is my my favorite of this year of this decade. Like if <laughs> if you if you can call um, that last film we did a slasher, this is definitely a slasher. What was the last film we did? A Fatal Attraction. A Fatal uh, Attraction, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, audience, for the break there. <laughs> <laughs> we tripped, but we got back up. Don't worry. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone's fine. Move along. Um, but no, uh, the, the razor blade, it, like, like the straight razor. You, you've never known anyone to actually shave themselves with a straight razor, and this like opening scene, like like this, the straight razor has has a <laughs> uh, ha, runs throughout this film. In the opening scene, there's a normal size straight razor, but when it actually happens in the film later, it's this massive. <laughs> the blade is the size of your fucking head, like, <laughs> and for some reason, it's always kept open. Like at the end, she's like reaching for it in the medicine cabinet, and it's just open. <laughs> Who keeps that massive blade open like that? You have to be um, ready, okay? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it just looks better in the shot if it's, if it's open because, like, how are you going to keep it? How, how are you going to see the blade if it's closed? No, I'm just talking about you wouldn't store that. Yeah, okay, blade I don't give in, a in, fuck in, how it's stored. I he's not storing it. He's keeping the it there so he can grab it later to kill somebody. Like, it's not. He's not putting it away. You know, like in his little. I think door. it was in her. It was in her medicine cabinet because she was taking a shower and she got out. And I mean, technically, that was yeah. a nightmare anyway. So it wasn't even the real world. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was a nightmare. I still want that light to hit hit the razor. Like, don't store it. Right. So sexy, right? No. <laughs> yeah, there, there's all these like little starbursts on all the lights like it would, it would go down that hallway and like those massive starbursts coming out the windows it was like this is sexy 
Um, <laughs> style over substance, baby. Style over yeah, substance. Yeah, but speaking of style with lots of substance is that opening shower scene where she's just like totally just like getting on while dudes just doesn't even give a fuck about her over there and he's just like shaving in the mirror. <laughs> it's just this juxtaposition of just like endless like sterile shaving with like straight up masturbation under the, the warm water. Obviously, body, body double. But hers is also, that's also a <laughs> yeah. fantasy. That's not, that's her, um, she's like dreaming that. Right, yeah, it, it's overly stylized because it's a fantasy. So so that is, that's what she's thinking about while she's getting the mediocre dick in from husband, right? Yeah, she's having a rape fantasy while uh, getting really terrible... I don't know her. The, the head, so odd. The sex yeah. she's having with her husband, where he's just like pounding away, not uh, even looking uh, at her. Uh, and then when he's uh, done, he turns and looks at her, gives her a little kiss, and then taps her and, cheek. And she, she she recoils a little bit when he goes in. Yeah, it's so well, she bizarre. hates it. I mean, that's what her whole that's what her whole therapy session is about. Is how much she hates having sex. Like, <laughs> and the dude's like, "Did you talk to him about it?" And she's like, "No, <laughs> no, I pretended to enjoy it." <laughs> hmm. Maybe don't fake your orgasms. I mean, you're just throwing that out there, you know. This was a different time, Brian. <laughs> Women had to fake all their O's. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Did you guys see the uh, the rated or the unrated cut? I guess, did you see Bush in the opening shower scene or not? Uh, it, yes. it tilts down and it lands for like... Not even a second, you know. And no, then cuts away. Oh, you didn't watch the good version. Oh, damn it. <laughs> they didn't cut back to it again. You didn't get multiple shots of it. There's like lots of bush in this. <laughs> oh, God damn it. There's at least three shots. <laughs> okay. I watched the one on HBO Max and I feel really fucking oh, let down right wait now. Wait a minute. No, because they have the extended version. You just have to like go down. Oh, motherfucker. Because they have like the regular version. You click play. But then <laughs> if you go down. We got to record bit, the podcast the tomorrow. Version. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just that scene and then like the two kill scenes uh, the one in the elevator there's like uh, two or three shots you're missing and then I think at the what, end what are those is there is, what's the bush shot in that one the, the, no it's not they're not all bush <laughs> shots it's not no he, he always goes in and, and he just stares in between their legs just like <laughs> w- w- wantingly he's just like god damn it <laughs> one day <sighs> that's very similar to the original scripted opening for the movie really <laughs> Well, I, that I, okay. So instead of the Angie Dickerson in the shower, uh, Dick Dickinson. Dickinson. Sorry. Dickinson. How did you forget you know? that after yeah, I yeah. told you that? <sighs> I'm sorry. I, no, I, I you know I corrected myself. My brain just was a little too slow. Um. It, it, <laughs> anyway, the original scripted uh, scripted opening was uh, Michael Caine in the shower, and he was shaving. And then as he's shaving, he slowly shaves his chest hair. Then he goes down and gets his pubic hair, and then. He goes a little bit further, and then you see blood coming down his inner thigh. And the movie, oh, like he castrates himself. Yeah, the movie is going to open with him castrating himself. Yeah, but then like, would it also the next scene be him like being rushed to the hospital because I think he would die from that? <laughs> you know, he's a doctor. Oh yeah. Oh, he's like stitching it up. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna do this panectomy or whatever they called it. You know, I don't know. They, I, I'm sure somebody talked to Brian DePaul out of it. It was like this sounds like this is a stupid way to open the movie. Yeah, it's Michael Caine. He's like, I'm not doing it, mate. <laughs> I'll wear the wig and the dress, but I don't think about. I don't think so, man. <laughs> it's too much margin of error. I've slipped in the shower more times than I, than I haven't. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening. I'm not filming that scene, Mister Wayne. 
Mr. Wayne. <laughs> oh, sorry. I do one bad Michael Caine impression per show. My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> Don't go gently into the night, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm five. We've got to do Alfie. Alfie at some point. I haven't seen that in forever. I remember enjoying that. And Michael Caine was badass, man, back in the, the 60s. and Yeah, but in that one, he calls women it. So, <laughs> so what do you mean he calls him it does he really i don't remember that oh 100 percent. like alfie's the most uh like super chauvinist he can have any woman their objects he he, he calls women it oh it's it's the it's definitely in there so he's like i'm going out with it tonight yeah or, hey, I'll, I'll have it do whatever i want it was, uh, like it was a swing in 60s what are you gonna do <laughs> sorry let me go to the notes yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to take notes on this one, Brian. So uh, I just just flew in and just watched it. <laughs> oh, I, well, I guess yeah. We've is this this is your first time watching Chris? And this is your first viewing? Um, well, in the last few weeks, yes. I had not seen it before that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> nice subtle dig. I got it. Uh, received. <laughs> so I've been watching this movie for two weeks, assholes. It's all I've been watching. Dress to Kill. How many times did you get a chance to get through it? Me? Um, yeah. I think I saw it four times. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Well, and today, actually, because I needed a refresher, I um, had it on in the background. And then when it ended, I was like, I'll just watch it again. So I watched it twice today. But I wasn't playing super close attention. It was like a, a lot of it is kind of stuff that you need to pay attention to. It's a lot of yeah. not as much dialogue. Sorry, go on. No, that's that's what I was just about to say. It's 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 interesting that you say it could be like something you could put on in the background because no. a lot of it's just. Don't know what I'm that. saying is, yeah, but I'm saying it it could become background noise, but you wouldn't be able to follow it because like a significant amount of the film is uh, show don't tell, um, and yeah, there's like all these like I mean hell the whole the whole sequence where where she's like. Um, going through the museum and it's like yeah. these long <clears throat> steady cam shots that, that are like with, with all you hearing is footsteps and there's no dialogue. And, and they basically started an entire quote unquote relationship uh, on just glances and stalking, which is a wonderful scene. Yeah. This actually that this is what reminded me the most of Hitchcock is that you actually have to pay attention to this movie you have to sit and like watch it because if you just aren't half paying attention like I was doing and without knowing the movie you will not get it at all you probably won't like it and you'll be very confused by what's actually when they actually do start talking I loved the art scene it was yes this weird relationship and it was but it was so suspenseful and kind of scary but like also kind of like thrilling and like you're yeah. like oh I hope they do get to, t- <laughs> to meet what's going on and you're kind of excited for her but also you're like wait a minute girl like what are you doing don't get in that cab <laughs> I like how she's like so put off when 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 like when like he, he she turns around he's not there and he's she's well and then she's like fuck it and she, so she starts to like you know th- to pursue mm-hmm. because because he, he wasn't there to you know when she was expecting him to be like you know but then she gets scared I don't know that you, you go through all the emotions you know, of what they're going through. But and but yet the whole time you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Well, and honestly, even before we she really like starts this like weird kind of relationship with this guy. I mean, her sitting in the art museum and just watching everybody and everyone having these little beats. I thought that was such a beautiful little scene there. Yeah. 
And then, yeah. yeah. Everybody's in relationships where people are telling them to stop it. The one dude keeps grabbing his girlfriend's <laughs> ass and she's like, stop it. And then the other little, the little girl's like, uh, like pestering the family and she's, they're like, stop it. <laughs> and then she runs off. I enjoyed that. I have to run after her. <laughs> yeah. I think that's funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know what happened with the, the guy that's coming around the corner. It's like, oh, hey, pretty lady looking at the painting. How are you? <laughs> Everybody's getting laid in this museum. That's what you did before there was the internet, okay? <laughs> I mean, well, just that, well, that, that whole thing, like, 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 there's just, like, there's all these, like, sexual innuendos, like, everywhere. Um, let's see, uh, when, when she's, like, staring at the guy in the museum, there's, like, you know, a naked woman in, in the painting behind her, where it's just, like, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a waist down, you know, a bush shot, if you will. You know, just over the shoulder. There's all these, like, little place things throughout the entire film. The film is always putting something sexual out there. What is up with that goddamn gorilla painting, though, man? Every time I watch yeah, this movie, weird. I'm like, what is that supposed to be? What is that? It's, like, it's just like a sexy, beastie animal. It's like, hey, what you up, know, girl? I, I, I think that when you get closer to 40 and you're naked and you're laying down like that, I think you just end up looking like a giant fat gorilla. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Yeah, poor K. <laughs> no, no, that's pronounced parquet. <laughs> oh, man. All right. There could be worse things. Come on now. Uh, yeah, he looked sure, like he man. was enjoying whatever fruit. Was, was, it, was it a banana? Amy, grapes, grapes. Amy, so. love, Peter, Peter, Amy. A little Congo reference for Ooh. you there. Yo, yeah. <laughs> the gorilla did look a little like Amy. I'm going to have to give you that one. <laughs> it's a really bad slim to the, the makeup team of Congo, though. Oh, we were talking about... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Alfred Hitchcock comparisons. Um, uh, you know, Alfred Hitchcock movies. We have to talk about costumes because they're just so fucking iconic. Kristen, what did you think of the costumes in this movie? I thought these were also very iconic. I looked up the costume designer is Anne Roth, who is hmm. also a, a genius costume designer. She actually did the Birdcage. If you guys remember the costumes mm-hmm. uh, yep. from that, um, she's she's just a legend in Hollywood, and I loved. Actually, 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 I really wanted to point out one costume in particular to you guys. Do you remember? Hard to forget the black underwear at the end uh, of this movie with uh, Nancy Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now do you guys remember the black underwear in that Hector movie that we watched? And I was like, no, that's not like sexy underwear. And you were like, no, it's fine. And I was like, no, just because it's black doesn't mean it's sexy underwear. This is sexy underwear. This is what you look like when you want to be sexy. <laughs> you know, but like there, there's something about like everybody in this is wearing sexy underwear. underwear. When, when the nurse goes in and she gets choked out at the end, like underneath the, her fucking thing, like she's wearing like this like sexy underwear. And like, what? <laughs> what was up with her not, makeup in that scene? Like what, what was up with her whole outfit? Like, yeah, no, that, that whole thing felt like it was like over stylized with like when they walk into that like giant room and there's all the the people staring like it's a like it's a like it's a operating theater and there's these yeah. weird lights and wasn't star that part of her and... wasn't that part of her nightmare yeah though? it was yeah it okay, is part of her yeah, dream yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's her it's like, okay, her so nightmare. It, it makes sense it, but it it's, it's just like it's just yeah but it is that weird is, though because like all the other odd. the other dream sequences <laughs> people don't look like corpses and that that nurse like she's got like these really black sunken in cheeks that they like put makeup on her face and she's got it's white all stylized. over her face yeah 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 i don't know yeah it is it's it's yeah it's very bizarre and she's got like the sexy like 
I don't know. Like Sexy that's... nurse outfit. I yeah, love no. it. I love it. It's great though. It's really good. I loved all of the costumes in this. Actually, probably my favorite one, um, other than like all of the like very nice like underwear. Like, and for anyone who has not watched, it's just like it's just like honestly, it's just like garters and like stockings. Um, I feel like it's standard, but it's it's still so much nicer than like what we put people in today. And so that is what makes it like really stand out. But um, I've really enjoyed like um, when the prostitute is running from the all of the, the people on the subway and she has this like purple dress with this oh, oversized yeah. jacket. And it's so ridiculous, but I absolutely loved it because what else would you be running from people in? Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had to do that, like that's what I would wear. It works out. I think it, it's perfect. I love that that platform, where, where the you know the subway platform that's got that curve in it. Where no. if you're standing, if you're standing at some point, you can't see into it. Yeah, it feels like there's a wall with the columns, and people can lean in and out. Like just just the blocking and and, and the use of, of locations in this is amazing. Just yeah. think about how much real estate they got out of that museum. Yeah. Like, like the, the, just all the clever use. I mean, uh, uh, these are all real locations, are they not? Yeah. Yeah, man. Every, every, uh, I think they all built the location a work sets. is phenomenal. The, yeah. The, the museum, I think, was in Philly. I don't know where the subway was, but they have subways like that in New York. So I, I just assumed it was in New York. Yeah. It just works so well. Yeah. It was, it was great. And the, and the old lady who steps onto the subway when you get this, like, shot where uh, we're looking back oh. down to where they were standing. And, like, the giant gap that she has to step over. I'm like, holy shit, those are dangerous. <laughs> it looks like Brooklyn. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that cop looks out there. He's just like, mm, I don't see anybody but this old lady. I don't lady. see anybody. Yeah, he's like, okay, yeah, right. Like, I love how cops are just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Was that old lady? Like, okay, I understand you? that you're. Yeah, I understand that you're scared. Obviously, you're lying. You know. Oh my gosh, that cop in this not not the cop that you're talking about, but the 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 cop, the main that, detective like, guy. His his outfit is so awful. I love it so much. Which one? Which one? Oh, with his gold the, chains. With his gold chains, and he has like the giant like lapels on his shirt. Oh yeah, and yeah the leather does, jacket, and everything's too tight. <laughs> He's great. He's good. Who is that guy? He's, he looks familiar. I've got to NYPD to Blue is he, he's he's famous for okay. playing a cop. He he's he's like a cop in almost everything I've seen him in. Dennis something. Dennis Friends. Yeah, there you go. He looks like a fucking cop. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's pretty much all he's played. It works. He was in Die Hard Two, City of Angels, and NYPD Blue. In this, obviously. I mean, obviously, a cop in Die Hard Two. There's no way this guy's a terrorist. <laughs> he replaces Al Powell. He's Al Powell in, in, in Die Hard 2. Hey, man, Al came back for Die Hard 2. Oh, did he? Yeah, bro. We need to do Die Hard 2. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we do. Die Harder, baby. <laughs> I'm also Stupid. down for City of Angels, but we'll get there as well. Much more excited about Die Hard 2. <laughs> City of Angels just makes me cry. Oh, man, no doubt. Why can't they be together? I don't know. I love that song, though. God damn. That dude, I swear, in the 90s growing up, that song uh, from the Google Dolls and that Aerosmith song from uh, fucking uh, Armageddon, Armageddon. <laughs> most overplayed songs in any movie. Oh, oh, and Titanic, that Celine Dion song. Oh, my fucking sweet Jesus, dude. My heart will go on or some shit like that. Yeah. Jack, I'm flying. You know. <laughs> and then that animal cracker scene. Oh, man. In, in Armageddon. <laughs> That is the worst thing ever. It's going to go down under, bro. (laughs) And, like, animal crackers are, like, the worst snack. Does anybody actually like animal crackers? They have to be the worst fucking, like, 
And that's worse. That's worse than giving your kids Cheerios. Cheerios are the most bland cereal. Animal, animal crackers are the shittiest cookie. <laughs> what? Come on, man. I think you're being a little harsh on the animal cracker there. I think we need to we need to calm down. We need to reassess our animal cracker hate. <sighs> let's let's all take deep breaths. You have to you have to ask your que- yourself this question: Is there an animal cracker ice cream? And no, there isn't. So. <laughs> Is there a gummy bear ice cream? Or gummy bears? Of course, still- of course there is. What really? You can make a gummy bear parfait. Anyways, we're getting <laughs> off topic. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is what this is what happens. You dress to kill. Hey, no dress to kill is all about sex and, and craziness, and we're talking about a sex scene with animal crackers <laughs> because it's a kink, apparently. <laughs> uh, I guess on animal cracker note, uh, that, that feels like this is breakpoint here. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, let's get back on track and <laughs> let's remind ourselves while we're here. Focus. Focus. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for Brian De Palma's Dress to Kill. We'll be right back. Do you find me attractive? Of course. Would you want to sleep with me? Yes. Then why don't you? Because I love my wife. It isn't worth jeopardizing my marriage. I shouldn't have been so rude. Thank you for picking up. of the macabre, who shocked audiences everywhere with Sisters, Carrie, Obsession, and The Fury, now invites you to a showing of the latest fashion in murder. <coughs> dressed to Kill, Michael Caine, Angie Dickinson, Nancy Allen, Dressed to Kill, Murder, Made to Order. All right, we're back. That was a trailer for Brian De Palma's Dressed to Kill. Good, goodish trailer. That's good. You know, That's slow, right. but it tells what's going on. You think Michael Caine did the voice of what? What was his alter ego's Bobby. name? Bobby. Bobby. No. You think you think he's Bobby? No. I was about to say, man, that's a really good American accent there, Bobby. And he, uh, the lady that plays the cop that is actually following Nancy uh, Nancy uh, Allen's character around. Mm-hmm. That actress also plays Michael Caine when Michael Caine's dressed as Bobby in the drag with the wig and the glasses. It's that actress. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, so the actress that's following around Nancy Allen, the prostitute, right? 
Yeah. It, at the end of the movie, it is revealed that she's actually, like, she was following her around. Okay, that actress that's playing that character is also the same actress that is playing Michael Caine when he's dressed in drag. That's, Interesting. That's not Michael Caine. Michael Caine only wore the lipstick and the makeup just for that one shot at the end. Well, there's two shots. The one through the window and then the dolly reveal. That's the only time he ever wore that outfit. That makes sense. I'm, well, I'm glad to hear that anyway, because the whole time... I was like, when they revealed it to be Michael Caine, I was like, I feel like I should have picked up on that. Because <laughs> if they just put a fucking wig on Michael Caine, like, I feel like I should have noticed that. So I'm glad that I didn't. When they did the mirror thing the second time, the first time when he like sees himself in the mirror and he pauses for a second, I was like, that was weird. That, that was for a reason. And then like later on when he's like staring at himself in the mirror on his desk, I'm like, he's the guy. That's him. If you've ever seen Psycho, I think once... Angie Dickinson dies in the elevator. You, you kind of know that it's Michael Caine. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, like, yeah, yeah I, I didn't get it instantly there. I haven't seen Psycho either, so. Oh, you haven't? No. It's good. You should watch it. Oh, well, this is almost a remake of, of Psycho. The, the main That's character what I've heard. dies. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Norman Bates dresses up like his mom and kills women that turn him on. You'll be surprised how well it's shot. For, for you know, how Psycho? It is. yeah, it, it it really does hold up. Like you know, a lot of people will not watch it because it's it's an older film, but it, it's it's pretty excellent. I think you'd hmm. like it. I think I would too. Much like the the museum scene in this film is very reminis- reminiscent of uh, uh, Vertigo, where he's following yeah. around Kim Novak. It's it's weird how how the guy that she's hooking up with there kind of looks like her husband, but a little more trendy. Oh yeah, I can see that. Like a younger version. Yeah, he, yeah. He didn't have the yet. No, yeah, but it's, it's it's definitely got the the like her husband vibe, but like a little a little more. A little more well, it's not that she hates her husband; she just doesn't like his personality. So yeah, he's got weak game. He's got weak sauce. Yeah, you, know? you got to up your love game, bro. Like the yeah, packaging man. is right; it's the rest of it. Yeah, but if she's doing all that, uh, uh, he thinks he's doing a good job, you know. Even though he's like, oh fuck, I don't even have to really try, you know. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Like, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> She's over here like, I'm trying to win an Oscar over here for this performance. You're not even staring me in the eye. <laughs> Poor woman. Oh, man. It's a different time, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> I'm just, taking, I'm just oh. taking Kristen's jokes and saying them in a different way. <laughs> what, what, do you, uh, what do you guys think about the, uh, I guess, the transsexual uh, storyline? Do you guys think this ages well does it hold up is this totally offensive now or what do you guys think well i mean i well well i mean if you're flooding it like that yes it's incredibly offensive but uh, i <laughs> well no because they're like well why would he do this oh well he did it because he was transsexual like come on like that's not offensive <laughs> no it's, it's, it's like it's like you know the guy was trying to explain it like like there was a thing he was like uh, he's like well you know the the male side was trying to have a like a fight with the female side, and you know they had that whole like, well, discussion. The way, the way they explained it, like a p- split personality or something, like that is, I think that's totally valid. But before he goes into the explanation, he's just like, no, it was because he was transsexual, transsexual, how they say it, and yeah. like, and that's it. And then there's just like a pause, and like, like you could just cut that line, <laughs> and, and that- I think it would, the rest of the movie would be fine. Well, then you have the whole thing where, like, the prostitute is, like, with the son 
of the woman, the first woman who was killed. The guy who's like a, he's a little scientist and he can build things and he's like an amateur sleuth. <laughs> uh, like he wants to be James Bond and Q. But did, was there odd sexual tension between them? Yeah, there was. Well, like, I mean, I thought it, so. They felt yeah. like there was, but she was, she, she was always like let, letting him sleep on the couch or. No, like, I get that because that's where it went. But the scenes were leading you to think that something else could happen. And then yeah, it goes I, there. I well, think that, that, the, it's a joke. Yeah, I didn't I think that's get that it was sex. I didn't get any sexual overtones until the restaurant scene at the end. Well, that was great because she's like, oh, well, uh, I don't know where we're going to go. Well, uh, my dad's not home, but we can, uh, we can go over to my place. And then, like, she's sleeping in her bed at the end by herself. Yeah. And, you well, know, yeah. that's the end of that conversation. It's pretty but good. Earlier in that conversation when they're having the the talk of, like, a sex change. But even before then, like, for some reason, that there's a lady over uh, over his shoulder. The and old she, lady? I, yeah, I guess she's, like, eavesdropping, but, like, mm-hmm. she's too appalled. Too yeah. early in the conversation. I thought that was kind of odd. Oh, were... I just thought that she was, uh, no, I didn't get that she was, like, I guess she could have been, like, offended that they were talking about whatever. No, she was obviously offended. She no, was but, like... like, I just, no, but not, like, offended at the set, like, more like, oh, my God, we're eating. Like, why are you talking about cutting open someone's penis? Do you know, like, that kind of well, offended? Yeah. That's how right. I read it. Yeah. Not, like, how dare you talk about transsexual, like, you know, like, there's two different types of offensive, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of reading it both ways at the same time, all wrapped up in one. <laughs> she did not look like she was she just looked like overly a perfect, offended. Yeah, she looked like a perfect like little old lady that goes to church. She looked like little like, grandma. Pay attention to your roast beef, grandma. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> of, of all the things you could have said. Brian, everything is on purpose. <laughs> you know what we're talking about here. But speaking of, what did you guys think of the sun? Because I thought it was really interesting how both of our leading ladies are obsessed with sex in different ways. And yet they're both attached to this like kid and they just talk about his science projects with him. Like, was it just to like make, was it a way to like humanize these women? So they're not just like sexual beings, which is kind of what sometimes happens in movies. Or was there some other point to him? I think it was to ground it in the 80s. Because that's where, <laughs> with the technology shit, you know, and a kid doing a science fair. There's a lot of films about in the 80s about kids doing science fairs. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a running theme. Oh, uh, Brian De Palma used to do this when he was a kid. And this, I see that. Yeah, Wait, this he used to do what? Because there's uh, a lot build, going on here. Build computer. <laughs> he used to dress like a woman and build computers for his science fair. It used to, yeah, he used to yeah, build computers. Once he tried to make a uh, uh, a nuclear weapon, uh, and, and he was going to win no, the science that was fair, Matthew by... Broderick. <laughs> no, what was that other one that where the kid? Game. No, what was the other one where the kid snuck in? Uh, that had uh, he snuck in and replaced the uranium liquid with like VO with formula VO five shampoo, and he comes out and then he builds he builds a bomb. And then John Lithgow has to come and like. Oh, that's the Manhattan Project. And <laughs> then, Man- yeah, yeah. It's also he's going to do isn't it. Is that also Matthew fair. Broderick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not Matthew Broderick. Okay, I'm, I'm just putting him in all these terrible movies then. But that one is insane, and we should we should cover that film at some point because John Lithgow it just is excellent in it, and a kid sneaks in and makes a fucking nuclear weapon in his bedroom. It's amazing. Well, 
this guy like made a very simple computer that carried what, what was it twenty? I did, I didn't know what was going digits? on with it, but it makes a lot of noise. Like you know, <laughs> all of his like like there's like little beeps. It's it's like it's like you're going through uh, like the slot machine row <laughs> in Vegas. It's like all this like sound going off, and all it is is just counting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with lights and lots of wires, like too much routing. It's an awesome scene though. It's blocked really well. It's very efficient. Very nice. The blocking gets the actors in a bunch of shots just in one. And oh then, yeah, and like you're even shooting through things, and like there's all the yeah. there's like this hanging this hanging light, like like the lighting's really good and cool. It's, everything's a little over the top, theatrical looking at, at times, but lots of hard shadows and lines and things. But it's just fucking, it's got a good vibe. And that, that's a uh, that's the first scene that uh, I think she wa- the mom walks in with the uh, that fucking white coat, man, uh, or the what, whatever that fucking suit thing is. I fucking love that, and she fucking dies in that thing later. And she looks so fucking good in it with all the blood. Yeah, Dude, yeah. And well, the white and there's coat like, was great. There's yeah. like moving lights and stuff in that, like you know the the very stylized like older film like lighting on on people's faces, you know, like Nancy Allen's looking up like waiting for RoboCop to come, and like the light like burns <laughs> across her eyes. She's like Murphy, you know. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> I'll buy He's that got- for a dollar. <laughs> He's got a fucking razor blade in his hand. <laughs> Comes out of his leg. <laughs> 6.5 was the budget, though. Not bad. Damn. They did a lot for that. I made uh, 31.9 million at the mm-hmm. U.S. box office. So, yeah. No, it was a big hit, man. Third biggest horror movie of the year. I was expecting erotic thriller and ended up with hardcore slasher. <laughs> Oh, come on. I think this is very in... erotic and thrillery. Oh. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, right, Kristen? Thank you. We can have both. We can have our cake and eat it, too. Yeah, man. What's wrong with you? I, I just see I just see your progression. Like, you know, we, we went <laughs> like, you know, very erotic thriller, then a little bit of slasher at the end as a wrap up. And then now this one, you know, they extended the slasher section. Nice. Looking forward to what we have next week. Wait, are you saying that that the one with Glenn Close had way more erotic stuff in it than this one? Because like they had sex like once, and then she like spent the rest of the movie crying. Like, come on. I guess. I guess. Okay. So this has more erotic. That has more thriller. This has more slasher horror. Yeah. 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 There's just more to love here. It's yeah. It's it's more of a trashy B movie. Yeah. Well. That's offensive. I mean, no, I, I, I mean that with all the love in my heart. I don't mean that as a dig in any way, shape, or form. I mean, like, no, he means that like love in the back of a cat of a, of a taxi cab, <laughs> or like you know, forced rape. <laughs> no, no, it, it, like when you start a movie off and you're like, hey, look, here's 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 the main actress we all came to see. She's butt ass naked. Here's a close up of a boob. Here's a close up of her bush. Now she's getting murdered. Now she's gonna rub all of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. Okay. But hold on, because here's actually what I like about this movie, though, is that, yes, you have those aspects like you do have someone getting slashed. And yes, you do have Bush and you have all of these things. But you also have like very well-rounded and well-written and grounded characters like they're all like really wonderful. And they're all like 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 they all have like multiple things. It's not like you just have a hooker who's 
what like I don't know what the fuck she would be doing but like this one is like getting stock tips and like like trying to like <laughs> manipulate her fucking John so she can buy her, like her stocks the day before but you know it goes up like like she's like like you know and the mom is is obsessed with sex because her husband won't give her any but she's also like very involved in her child's life and is also like telling him that Napoleon invented pastries like it's you know like there's a lot going on here like it's not just a shitty fucking movie like it's B movie like you can you can have those aspects of it and make them into a, a well-crafted movie like though having those things doesn't make them automatically a bad movie just like if you have fucking drama doesn't make it a great high art movie wait I, I didn't say it was a bad movie i said it was a trashy movie it's not trashy and i'm no 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 look, look i don't mean that in a, in a bad way I mean, i'm just saying like this is what de palma likes and like he is he's he's going out of his way to push buttons and and to get a rise out of people like yeah we're hanging on the gore you know this isn't fatal attraction like fatal attraction is like i don't you know they, they skip out on all this stuff it's more about a feeling and we're hanging with actors and their expressions and stuff this movie is about like no no we're gonna show the knife it's gonna slit this woman's throat then we're gonna show it yeah. again and then we're gonna show a close-up of this and we're gonna hang. It's in this gonna be moment. stylized, and it's gonna gleam. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 the sexy version of that. It's like we're gonna like over. Yeah, because he was like, "This isn't erotic enough. What the fuck are you doing here?" Yeah, I appreciate that. Look, he understood what he was trying to do here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like. I think there's movie like even Halloween's got a little bit of trash to it. I mean, it's just the subject matter of like what the movie's about. I don't think that makes it a bad movie. I think those movies yeah. can be some of the best in cinema. You know, it's, it's just, you know, like, what do you like? This is not everybody's movie. Some people, the first scene, like, they're offended and they can't watch it. Who is offended by the human body, Brian? I've never heard of Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Motherfuckers can get mowed down by, like, all the bullets in the world. Nobody says shit. It's rated PG-13. One boo pops out and it's like, oh, my God, boobies, (laughs) nipples. Ah!" Brian, Brian, there, there were two breasts on the screen. (laughs) <laughs> like, can you imagine what Multiple would times. if a penis showed up in a movie or with I'm balls? I'm pretty offended. I'm pretty offended I didn't see the extended cut. But uh, <laughs> it's not even a whole minute. So, hey, man, <laughs> I don't need a whole minute. <laughs> Jared, uh, lie yes, and say you do. <laughs> okay, two minutes. <laughs> I'll play it twice. Um, <laughs> You know how I knew that was a body double? Because like the skin was young and in the wide shot, it's wasn't that weird. It's not. <laughs> no, no, but like it. also like the angles off. You just tell it what it didn't feel like the same time and the same like I don't know. It, it was it was weird. Like some of the some of the camera stuff was it was felt like at times like there were pickups. You know, it is a little weird because they're going they're showing you like the front of the shower and then when they cut in the camera's it's like, it's, like, it's like where the odd angle yeah. yeah it's like where the faucet handle should be right it's, it's yeah. not where you would naturally not where you could actually get with the camera really that the things were like you know that's true I, I i never thought about it but yeah i don't know i wasn't studying it too the camera angle's too hard <sighs> can't i can't not i can't turn it off brian <laughs> Even when there's breasts on the screen, I'm like, how do we get that camera in there? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought she had an idea that I, popped into her wait, wait, No, 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 I, I did too. And that's what I was about to say. I can't fucking wait to hear what she's got to say. No, but I did have an idea. Okay. And I, I started to talk and then my cat jumped up. 
no. Um, okay. So I, the one thing that I did want to mention was when Angie Dickinson finally gets her good sex and <laughs> she like goes through his desk to write him a thank you note. Oh, this and is then amazing. she finds, <laughs> so not only does she write him a thank you note, but then she finds out that he has like STDs. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> it's, it's like so... a lot. And then she like leaves. And then she's like, wait, I left my wedding ring. And she has to come oh back. God. Like, girl, you're a mess. And anyway, that's how she ends up dying, though. Like, I feel like could she have saved her life if she didn't like take her sweet ass time doing all of that? I think it's like instant karma. You know, she <laughs> like, oh, shit. Not only did I just like fucking like, you know, ruin the fidelity of, of my marriage, but I also forgot the symbol of it <laughs> on the ticking clock. I don't know. Like, it's just all there. But OK, I mean, look, I mean, I don't know. But like if you were married and the person knew you were married, why would you would you take off your ring to have sex? You would just leave it on to have sex with the person who already knew you were she married. revealed it on the hand. That's the glove she pulls off to reveal that, look, I, that that's, and, you know, and then she thinks that that's why the dude runs off. She's like, oh, fuck, I revealed my ring for some reason. And then, <laughs> I don't know, and, and, and that's the glove that she leaves behind, and, and like, all this, you know. Yeah. like yeah. so he knew that she was married. Like, why did she even take it off? I don't know. She was like, I, I don't want to see it while I'm having and That's sex. how she brought brought him in. That's how she reeled him in. And then, you think she, she took it off in the museum? No, no she still had no, it on yeah, her hand when she got it in, it in the, the car. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you even see it when she's like looking at the uh, what is it the the floor plan layout. Yeah, mm-hmm. which for some reason that doesn't make any sense that she goes to that. That was weird. That was a weird beat to for, to have her look at her hand and that really odd <laughs> force. Like like we we know as an audience we know what's happening. I don't know why we have to have that weird little like you know split screen like oh shit all these like memories that happen you know in these feel like they're I not love those. No, you're wrong, man. I love those. Those are great. Like you just. It's 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 visual vo, bro. It's like normally it we would have a it person is. like, oh, well, I I forgot. I had my the ring same thought. I had the same thought. Visual vo. The, no, it, it, it's that he's trying to do the show. Don't tell. Yeah. Like, like we don't we don't say anything. We're doing like we're doing as much as much as we can with image instead of like dialogue. Yeah, but I I actually felt like that was a little okay. I would not appreciate dialogue, but like. You know, when she's like, where am I? Where is my underwear? Like, girl, didn't do you not remember slipping them off in the cab? Because I do, because it took forever to get them off your leg. Like, what it? Why did we know, need I thought, that? I thought memory he got them off her butt pretty easy. I was like, damn, that's impressive. No, it came Not out. a lot of room in there. <laughs> well, regardless, <laughs> they came off in the cab. And, oh, and, and suddenly and the, and the she angle, can't yeah. find them? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> in that cab shot where she's laying on her back and, and, it, and it's wide and she's like totally like fucking getting into it. Yeah. And, the, and the cabbie's like, for some reason, not like he, he's just going to continue the fucking drive. What's he going to do? Like, pull he needs that money. Chanel, I get come it. On. Yeah, I get it. He needs the money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, <laughs> like the, 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 the shot of her laying back, that's a little wider. The other guy should be in it. It, it, it makes it feel like that. It, like it made me question whether this was real or not at, at that moment. Like, is this in her head? Like, like is she is she like in the back masturbating while this is going on? Because that shot was a little too wide to not have the other guy in it, who's apparently like right on top of her. What do you mean the other guy, the driver? No, the guy the who's cabbie? fucking like the, the guy who's like you know pulling her panties off. The guy she you know the guy from the museum. Uh, well, because uh, he he's was not, like. He's, he was he was like sucking her nipple or something, right? Isn't that why? No, I'm telling you, it, it's it, watch that scene again in the back when it cuts to her, uh, like enjoying things. It, it's a little uh, her her reactions a little too wide to not have him in it. It, it felt it felt weird to me. Oh, okay, I I just assumed he was down doing his business. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, doing his hey, business. Man. <laughs> hey man, 
man needs to know his job. <laughs> I do like uh, if you go back and, and do a second rewatch that uh, just like when she walks out of the museum before uh, Bobby even comes and picks up the glove when they do that big crane shot and it goes from her the mom's oh, close dude, up yeah. mm-hmm. to the the glove waving out of the uh, cab window. You can actually see Bobby standing. Oh, really? Right, yeah, 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 you can. Yeah, it's cool. The camera it. goes right by her. Yeah, well, yeah. It, you don't know it until... Because you don't know Wait what Bobby looks like at that point yet. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You haven't cool. been introduced. There's another time, I think, uh, like also in the background when she after she picks up the glove. There's some super yeah. like complicated camera shit going on there. Like they like they do this like really like tight put walk into her face and then they track around and then they do that like giant like pan like you're talking about all throughout the whole city that goes and lands. You know, yeah, some it's not perfect, but and I like it like that. Like like I said, all those like like long Steadicam stuff. The 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 angles canted. It's not it's not perfect, but it just adds to like the, to the disjointed feel of it. It's it's cool. Yeah, the actress had a hard time too. Like uh, in the museum stuff, like staying at the proper distance from the camera to yeah, stay in focus. That. Yeah. So they they actually tied a rope around her waist, and it was it was tied to the belt of the first AC as he was running with the Steadicam op. Oh, so he could fucking see how far she was away. Well, yeah, no, no, just that way. She, or to keep her in. in yeah, distance. exactly. Okay. Like if she started falling behind and getting out of focus, the she would know. I'm telling you, I could feel that when, when it's going, but but I think it adds to it. It, it. it it adds to the weirdness of it. I like it. It's a very weird scene. A lot of weird things are going on, and I think it works really well. Yeah, love that elevator death too. Mm, so good. What did you guys think of um, Michael Caine's disguise, the black oh, leather and the glasses and everything? Uh, you know, it's. I think it's on point for like a like a Jalo film. Like the killers are always wearing black leather. Their faces are usually hidden by like a hat or sunglasses, and they have something like a switchblade or a straight razor or some kind of hatchet. I think it's like an early Matrix vibe. I get it. I like it. I can see that. Yeah, long coat, glasses, hat. Yeah, you know, twenty years early, but you know, yeah, that's sure. What I'm saying early. Well, but yeah. maybe that's where they got the inspiration from. Yeah, yeah. Leather was not used in between that time period. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> what? I think there's this movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he wears a leather jacket that was also popular. No, but that was a different kind of leather jacket. Yeah, that's different, man. It's not long like this. It's Still leather, bro. Come on. No, but you can't hold on. Fucking what? Indiana Jones wore hold leather on. jacket. Yeah, too. no, I you mean... can't just say it's leather. Hold on. There are so many different You're right. types Indiana of... Indiana Jones? See, look at that. Next God. year. Look. But it's not the same type of leather. Oh, gosh. Whatever. Leather's leather. No. Stop <laughs> it. I'm just kidding. Kristen, put the knife down. Put the straight razor down. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Big-ass razor. Somebody needs to come uh, come out with the uh, the Bobby crossplay, though, at, at some cons. Or is it, like, too vague? Nobody would get it. No one would ever get it, man. I don't know. Is it, I, I'd never heard of this film. Um, I, I think I'd heard you bring it up, at, you know, at least 100 times, but... It's a good. Um, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. Criterion oh, no, put it out. I, uh, I'm, I'm. It, it's always excites me that there's films like this that I've never seen that I actually like. Wow, this is actually really cool. Um, yeah, it makes me know that there's more out there. This is a really cool movie. I think I've heard of it, and I definitely recognize the poster, but I didn't know what it was about. And uh, of course, now when I mentioned to people that I was watching in this movie, 
the only thing that anyone had anything to say about if they've seen it was the the shower scene at the beginning um everyone's everyone enjoyed that a lot (laughs) well you know you think the the movie has to tell you right off the bat like look you better be fucking ready for some shit and if if you can get past this scene then we're good but you know right yeah that's accurate yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like like if you if you if you can get if you can get to here if you can get past the first five minutes then then you can get to the rest of the film you're good then you came dressed to kill baby oh (laughs) wig sunglasses and your neo jacket you know your neo jacket come on (laughs) (laughs) did you see that belt that belt was badass bro yeah, it's it's like it's like it's like a fucking like a like the person who does like the the public fucking you know the the trench coat thing, but instead of like you know it's the it's flasher, it's, it, yeah, flasher. a flasher, yeah, but it, but it, but instead of being khaki, it's black, you know. It's got the well, black. it's not technically a trench coat, but yes, it is a similar style, more similar to that than it is to Indiana Jones's jacket. Brian, God, <laughs> do you think that uh, Michael Caine had to have uh, specially made uh, high heels? What do you mean? I don't know. There was a movie called Kinky Boots. Where, well, yeah, where, it's gonna <laughs> actually. I can <laughs> answer this based on Kinky Boots, actually, if that's relevant. But I don't know specifically to this movie. But so, so in Kinky Boots, the men were so like tall and heavier compared to like women generally. Um, that yes, they did have like specially like sized, especially because in Kinky Boots, like they were like very like unique shoes. It wasn't just like a pair of black pumps, you know, and so. They had them specially made, and they also had them, like, reinforced so they could, like, hold all of the weight that the men had on them. So I don't know how much Michael Caine weighs or what kind of shoes he was wearing. Um, like, at the end, when he was wearing those, like, nurse sneakers, like... Maybe actually, that's why he had to wear nurse sneakers, because he couldn't fit his feet. Yeah. I could have sworn I he was know. in high heels, though, at one point. Or maybe that was the, the stand-in. I don't think I saw him in the high heels. Brian, what do you think? I don't know. Well, he's, he's only fun. in those two shots. Uh, one, one shot, you don't see his uh, feet. And then the other one, I think, the, aren't the... I mean, he's laying down, so it doesn't really matter. Interesting. Like, he's on the ground. He's already been shot, you know? But here's another yeah. interesting fact for you, Jared. High heels were originally created and made for men, and women kind of took them over. What the what? Wait, what? Why if you go ma- back and look, especially, like, in the 1800s, at portraits of men, they're all wearing fucking high heels. Yeah, but they're, they're like they're like it's wide heel. They're not, yeah, they're not, yeah, women they're not can like wear wide heels too. Yes, stilettos came about um, recently. Those are not like it's not like women were wearing fucking stilettos in the 1800s. Stilettos are a very recent invention. So men wore high heels, the wide kind, yes, because uh, it helped their stance when they would fight with their guns, with their swords, with all their fucking shit. It helped them like like stabilize themselves. Also makes you taller. Well, yeah, okay. Really? Does it make? Does it help you stabilize yourself for real? Do I need to start wearing high heels? No, you're you're in a forward stance. <laughs> makes your calves stronger. Makes your ass pop a little bit. <laughs> <you know? laughs> forward stance and buns of steel, high heels. Tighten your corsets, mates. <laughs> We're going into battle. <laughs> All right. Okay, you sold me, Christian. High heels. They're on the Christmas list. Got it. Get you a nice two-inch wide heel. You know? right. No, no, I, no. I'm already high heels, spaghetti straps. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm doing a, a, a new version of Bobby. We'll it's work. Really awesome. Are you we'll gonna work go out the garter. <laughs> Wait, we're gonna do what? We're gonna <laughs> so get we'll a garter. Work, what? We said we'll work out the garter and stockings for next year, maybe. Like, let's ease you into the. <laughs> oh, I don't need to be eased in. Just mm, straight in. <laughs> I'm seeing like a, like a nice eyeshadow for you, like like a bright color to offset your. 
My dark yeah. soul? <laughs> Your dark what, soul. What are you talking Where were you going with that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is happening right now? Oh, well, God. the more I said it, I started to think of like of Ursula, and it just wasn't working for me, so I didn't, I didn't know if it was the right, the, the, the right way to go. Anyways, moving on. Damn. <laughs> like, 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 if you're thinking of James Bond villains, you're also just like... Just keep singing! <laughs> you know, like... Uh, you know that one? <laughs> you're like, oh, this guy could also be Octopussy. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Let's make him more James Bond. Well, when the little <laughs> Little Mermaid live action comes out, I'm sure we'll review both of the animated and the new one. <laughs> Cannot wait. Oh, I can. Or can I? I don't know. Are we at ratings here? It feels like it, Brian. All right. Who's going first? Who's rating Dress to Kill? Um... I, I I was went in this film, Brian, expecting uh, like a, like a like a hardcore thriller, and came out with a really sexy slasher. Uh, I'd never seen the movie before. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, lighting, camera work, acting, like you know, all of it's there. Uh, it, I really need to watch it again, especially the extended version. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, no, dude, uh, this this movie is really cool. I love Michael Caine. I, I was so happy to see that there was another Michael Caine film that I hadn't seen. There's there's some cool, sexy '80s stuff going on. I love all the little gadgets and stuff that the young Q has has in, in store. I mean, I love like when he goes and he, he takes a, he takes his little like uh, delivery bike box and he sets up a fucking the 16 millimeter film camera in there and sets it to to shoot four frames you know every so you know he's out there like timing people and all that like i i love all that shit i, I think that's really really nifty and cool it's a really enjoyable film uh I, I can't give it a 10 because i don't know but it's a hardcore nine for me i think it's really fucking great wait is yeah. it not a 10 because you didn't see enough bush or like what's the problem i know as i'm saying if i saw more bush I could probably go full 10 on this. You know, I could give it the full 10, Kristen. Uh, but, uh, you know, for right now, I'm just going to give it the almost nine. Yeah, you know, a decent nine. <laughs> a wishful nine. <laughs> Are we talking about the movie? <laughs> yes. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. okay. <laughs> I was I was wondering, it's like, did, I, did I just black out for a minute and just okay, all right, okay. okay no, let's 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 be honest for real though. It's it's like a six, you know. <laughs> no, no, move on. All right, Greg's, calm down. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think Griggs would have came in this at a four. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! Shots fired. Uh, Kristen, you going next? Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> yeah. No, I, this was a, I really enjoyed this movie. It's very sexy. It's very, um, it's very suspenseful. Um, I don't normally like slasher movies. I actually, I know people got slashed in this, but I was very pleased with the fact that I actually didn't think there was a lot of like on-screen slashing. It was kind of like behind elevator doors. And I appreciated that because uh, I just don't what? care. What? The end. What? She gets cut. Her throat gets like... That doesn't dream sequence. It doesn't count. It's still on screen and it happened. That still happens in the slasher. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it happen. No, it's a dream sequence, so it doesn't. Oh, okay. It doesn't count. That's not I'm how sorry, this works. Okay. What? Um, <laughs> okay, so none of the Freddy Krueger movies actually happened. Really. <laughs> I can't comment. Dreams, I haven't seen sequences. them. So, no, no, no. I enjoyed all of this. I think it looks great. It's. Um, 
all all of the care I, I like the characters, the writing. Um yeah, I liked everything about it. I'm gonna give it a ten. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um th- this is one of my uh favorite horror movies of this decade. I yeah, I super love everything in this movie. The split screens. There's a shot in this movie where the screen is split and you're watching Michael Caine and he's watching television and Nancy Allen is also watching television. She's watching the same program. It's this Phil Donahue show and she's on the phone and there's literally like four screens on the screen at one time. Two of them are showing, two of them are just the television showing the same thing. It's masterfully framed, masterfully done. Yeah, it's cool. All the split diopter shots, there's a million of these in the movie. Yeah. Uh, especially the police station sequence is probably like just a highlight of how to cover things in an economical in, in environment. He's using the diopter to limit coverage, and we can see more things in frame. And he's yeah. even slowing down the actors in this like very heavy like dialogue scene where we're getting the actors to slow down what they're saying so we can look at everything in this frame and really take it all in. And I I just love Brian De Palma so much. He's just such a fantastic filmmaker. Just just a fucking master. And like people that say that he's ripping off Hitchcock, fuck you. You don't know what you're fucking looking at. And like when I was saying this was trash, like yeah, I mean like it's trash. Like yeah, I don't mean that as an insult, but I mean like if you're an academy, like if if you just got done watching Lawrence of Arabia and Doctor Shivago, and then you put in Dress to Kill, you're gonna be like, hmm, uh, this seems kind of uh, exploitative and uh, you know, a little dirty. But that's okay. We need films like this, and this is one of the best ones like this ever made. This is one of the best slashers ever made. There's moments when I was going back and rewatching this, just the beginning scene when we're introduced to Michael Caine's character. The first scene we see him in, his secretary's gone, Mary, and he's having to play both roles. And it's right there in the beginning scene, and I didn't understand. I, did, I didn't even notice that until my like third watching. And it's not like that's really that deep. It's just there's just a lot that's of a fun. Player. Yeah, there's so much fun and stylized, just camera work and lighting, makeup and costumes and production design all here. It's the highest of tens. Like this is. Like this is a real masterpiece. This is like a one of the best slasher movies ever made. It's up there with like Halloween as far as, as far as erotic thrillers. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great ones, but I mean, still, I, we had to cover this this month. It, Brian De Palma, fucking, it's so, it's just, it's a perfect movie. It's perfect. I would not change a goddamn thing in this movie. And I still, for the love of God, I have no idea how they got that overhead shot in the as- an asylum when Michael Caine is like putting on um, the nurse's outfit and everyone's looking over. Mean? Okay, so the shot's overhead. Wait, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Where you got a little bit of the balcony on the yeah. On, they're on pulling frame, out. Right? Yeah, they yeah, have, yeah, and they're, and they're, and they're, they have everything yeah. in focus. Is that a split screen? There, it's not a split diopter because you can see the the other side, like. The balcony is actually covering, and there's no, yeah, there's no like blurred line like you get with a split diopter. There, there's none of that. I think it's just a wider lens. I think it's just a wider lens, and uh, they're you know just using a lot more light. How did they get the camera that high? Like, uh, is this an actual place? Was this a set? No, no, that has to be a set. It's crazy, dude. But it, it has, that has to be a set. It looks so big. And also, this, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was, it was a giant, like probably a fifty foot ceiling in there. Because when they're walking into that room. You know, and you don't realize the vastness of above it. 
when you're walking in and then you see that it's like an operating theater. It's got it's round and all that. Yeah, it's really tall ceilings in there. There's there's room for a crane or however the fuck they did that shot. They could have just I don't know, man. You see so much, dude. It's the camera is so fucking high and you don't get any distortion from like wide wider angle lenses. There's none. No. It looks perfect. Well, no, it's because it actually st- it doesn't start. It, it's a wide lens, but it, but it starts close and pulls back. And then, and then you get the vista of it. But I don't know if it goes as high as you think it does. I think it's totally plausible. I mean, it looks super high to me, it, dude. It, 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 but it, it is amazing. And it, it goes it, it, on it's, forever. It's a long-ass shot. Yeah, it's cool. It's really, really, really well done. Oh, just that, That's the one that I'm just like, man, how the fuck did they do that? I was scared to give this movie a 10, Brian, because it's my first viewing of it. But yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's, really, it's really fun. It's really excellent. Yeah. I mean, this is the best slasher film, I think, of, the, of this decade. Yeah. I mean, that's... Outside of maybe A Nightmare on Elm Street of the 80s, this is it. Uh, Halloween didn't come out in the 80s. It was the 70s. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the 70s. So I, I, this is it. I mean, but but even but between between this and Nightmare on Elm Street, by the time we get to Nightmare on Elm Street, the camera work and all that stuff is just more flawless. There's like, you know, it, it's just like the, the, the quality of, of like filmmaking. And as far as like the technical side, by the time you get to that point, it's just getting like slicker. But but the vibe is still there. Like this movie is legitimately scary at times. Like you know, I was like, ah, I was I was I was like, you know, I had my I had my hackles up. You know, I, I it made me feel feels uh, on both ends of the spectrums. I don't know. I I, I think maybe nightmares scarier, but oh, it's a hundred percent scarier. But what I'm saying is that this this one still has some nice tense moments. Yeah, I yeah, I think I like the yeah the camera work and the block. This is better directed. Oh, dude, the, yeah. the, it, this says an insane uh, direction as far as like how to how to tell how to tell a story in a scene, and like how to build a scene with camera work and and, and blocking and angles, like interesting things, and then letting all of the uh, the acting kind of happen within this like world that the camera's building around them. It's kind of really neat. It, it's a it's a masterclass in in show don't tell. And, and <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. No, that 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 that's just the there's so much like there's so much quiet going on. You know, it's excellent, you know, and it, some of it feels a little like I said, it's, it felt a little hammy to me at times, but and, and but that's OK. Like it's 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 got a vibe and it, and it reaches what it was trying to do. So I guess with that, you have been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email. Oh, fuck, Jared. Um, oh, fuck, man. What? What's what? the what's the I always forget, but I'm remembering right now. New email. It's just Movie spelled right. <laughs> no, it's moviecrewpod at gmail.com. <clears throat> Alright, so that Alright, so that's gonna do it for us tonight. You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to <gasps> Wait for it. So our new email is moviecrewpod at gmail.com. We still have the old one, so if you want to send us stuff there, you can, but we won't be checking it, so yeah, that, it's old. We're we're moving <laughs> we on to re- the new. We, we can get a redirect to the new uh, email, you know. So movie crew pod, all spelled exactly like you would think at gmail.com. <laughs> you don't have to pass. You don't have to pass a test to reach out to us now. That's right. There's no extra letters. There's no numbers. It's not like you're trying to join the Google team or anything. <laughs> Drop us an email, make a request. And of course, you can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Crew Pod. Just like that email. Jared, 
<laughs> Where can they? Makes sense, right, Brad? I know, right? <laughs> Look at that. Email, social media, all together. What is happening? I, think I had a teacher one time that tried to teach me congruency. I don't know. We'll get there. <laughs> Jared, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Check the Gate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen or on MovieCrewPod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, we're going to close out the show tonight with... We're going to do a track 12 from the Address to Kill soundtrack titled The Asylum Slash The Nightmare. This is nice. You get a little bit of the uh, you know horror theme and like the little the little love theme that you kind of have in the beginning so you get a little bit of both here and this is from composer pino danagio or something like that that Enjoy. was beautiful oh <laughs> you did such a good job brian it's from oh, by the way pino brian well, sorry. <laughs> from the pino right <laughs> uh dressed to kill 80 percent tomato meter 74 percent audience score wait uh hold up repeat that one more time from 10,000 ratings from an audience, the <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes audience score is 74%, and the tomato meter is 80%. They also enjoyed this film. It's a good movie. It's good. It is a good movie. Yeah, you don't have to include, you don't have to include all that. I was just letting you know. Oh, you know, no. I appreciate that, Jared. And, Thank you. And, and to further my fucking theory on IMDb, if we think it's a fucking 10 or, or a badass, it's a 7 on fucking IMDb. <laughs> Man, these motherfuckers are this so hard, seven, bro. This is 7.1, dude. 40,000 votes. 7.1. 7.1 is really good for a horror movie. <laughs> dude, I'm just saying, 7.1 on IMDb. If it, if it hits a 7, you got to watch it.
clap. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hi. Oh, did you scare? Okay. Yeah, he was trying to drink. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that, it sounds like he's drinking out of your glass, though. So, yeah, fuck that. No fuck drinking you. Out of he has his glasses. own glass. The fuck are you talking about? He is like. Like you have, you have well a glass behaved. like this for the cat? Yeah. This is my glass. See, it's a full length people glass. And this is his cat glass. See, it's a little short one. See, but it's the it looks the same. So like yeah, because it is because he won't drink out of like other bowls because he's like, no, you get a nice glass. I want a nice glass too, and so he gets his own little glass. What I'm saying is that you you've trained him to drink out of glasses, so he's going to drink out of your glass. No, he's not. That's his glass. It's his own fucking glass. He's fucking smart. Okay. okay. Don't you understand does this? His, does he stick his hand in there and and drink, or does he take? No, because he's not there? stupid. He's smart. Oh, I just said that. <laughs> okay. Don't insult the cat and the cat's. Cup, <laughs> beverage, chalice, whatever it's called. <laughs> Mug. What are you drinking? They this don't... blue. <laughs> Were you drinking something blue? In Who? in the person glass, Kristen. Oh no, oh, no the glass is blue. No, the oh. glass is is tinted blue. Oh, okay. It's just yeah. water. Okay, okay. Right. It's water. Okay. It's water. I was getting excited. It's not like hypnotic. I don't have like a whole bottle of that shit. Isn't right, that are blue? You ready? <laughs> 